Hello, everyone, and happy 2023. I'm Florida Today Engagement Editor, John A. Torres. And welcome back to a special update episode of Murder on the Space Coast, Left to Die, where we examined the unjust arrest and conviction of Crosley Green. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Crosley Green's tale, then I recommend you stop listening and you go back to listen to the entire season. There is really so much there to unpack. The last update we did on Crosley's case and quest to clear his name came on May 6, 2021. That was when Crosley was granted his freedom, at least temporarily, while the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals ruled on an appeal by the state of Florida seeking to reverse the lower court's ruling that had granted Crosley's freedom. If you'll recall, a federal court in 2018 ruled that Crosley Green should be retried or set free because prosecutor Chris White withheld information from Green's attorneys during Green's 1990 murder trial for the slaying of Chip Flynn. The state appealed, and as of May 2021, there had been no ruling. With COVID running rampant in the prisons, the court released Green on house arrest until a ruling was made. And Crosley made the most of his time, enjoying the best Christmas he'd ever had, lavishing his family with presents and enjoying life. He worked a full-time job, earned his driver's license, attended church and bought groceries. And then, just as it seemed the court would delay his ruling forever, his lawyers received some bad news in mid-September 2022. Here is his attorney, Keith Harrison, with the Washington, D.C.-based Crowell and Mooring, who have handled Crosley's case and fought his freedom for more than 12 years pro bono. I get an electronic filing, um, electronic notice when things are filed on my cases. So it came through 11th Circuit. So I pull it up, and it's a very short order. And I just looked at it, and, um, you know, the first thing... I mean, I was, you know, I was really disappointed, obviously, really disappointed. But in some ways, I wasn't, I'm always surprised because I think our case is so strong. But I wasn't that surprised in part because it had taken so long and they hadn't ever asked the state for uh, opposition. So I was actually hoping this order was an order asking the state for an opposition, but it wasn't. The 11th Circuit Court granted the state's appeal and reversed the order granting Crosley a new trial or his freedom. It was truly a crushing blow to anyone who has followed Crosley's saga. The initial fear was that the court would soon order him back to prison to carry out the rest of his life sentence. As heartbreaking as the news was, his attorneys knew there was no time to feel sorry for themselves, and it was even Crosley himself who provided some of their inspiration. So anyway, I basically just, first thing I did is just circulated it to the team, and then we got on a quick call, commiserated for 30 seconds, and then said, okay, what's next? We need to get moving. And I said, I got to call Crosley. And um, so we started you know, immediately trying to figure out, you know, figuring out next steps. And we had given it some, we had, we pretty much knew what we were going to do. And we actually had some of the papers already drawn up and then, um, had to call Crosley. So, uh, I knew he was going to be at work, but I called and I left a message and I was trying to, you know, I was trying to, I mean, I know how hard he works. I didn't want to kind of disturb him at work. So I just left a message and I just, you know, 
call me back as you know as soon as possible. When he was in prison, he would say, um, you know, whenever you call, I assume it's you know it's a decision from the court or something, something having to do with my case. Um, because I would like say, you know, I just kind of want to call him, just say how he's doing, uh, check up on him and stuff. Yeah. And he would say, oh, you know, you don't need to do that. You know, just, <laughs> just call him to something on the case. I'm like, good, good, that's great, that's great. So I knew that he would know the fact that I was calling him, it was about the case. Right. So um, he calls me back and he's driving. And I'm thinking, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk to him. I said, well, Crosley, can, can you... You know, I don't want to really have a conversation while you're driving, you know, because that's dangerous. I want you to, you know, pay full attention, you know, while you're on the road. So can you pull over? And he's like, well, not really right now. You know, not, not, you know, I'm on my way home and I'm not, you know, I can't pull over right now. But um, I said, well, that's okay. If you get to a point where you place you can pull over, just call me back. It's okay. All right. Ten minutes goes by. He calls me back. I said, so are you off the road? You, you, did you pull over? No, no, but I figured out how I can put my phone so I can do hands free. <laughs> So, you know, I talked to us across, we got an order, I, you know, I tell him about the order, and we, we talk, I, I kind of say, well, this is what we're going to do, um, you know, we have a certain period of time for the mandate comes out, um, the, the state's not going to do anything until the mandate comes out, we're going to file, you know, a motion, so I talk about that a little bit, and then we're going to go to the Supreme Court, he's like, oh, okay, all right. And I said, so what, what questions do you have? And he says, well, I don't really have any questions right now. I'm going to think about this a little bit. And he said, but, um, you know, the court ruled. It ruled. I'm not down. I'm okay. I'm doing fine. And, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll just take the next step. We'll just take the next step. And I'm sitting here, and I'm just thinking, you know, most people would have probably gone off the road if they were driving, which is why I didn't want them to go off the road or you know they would be really down and depressed not Crosley not for a second there was not even a moment where he you know was down and you know that just you know inspires all of us so I got on the phone with the team and I told them they said well that's Crosley yeah yeah and then we then go to work you know with just a ton of energy because we're feeding off of him no one who has had the chance to meet with Crosley and speak with him at all would be surprised by his reaction and attitude. He is truly at peace with himself and the world and is confident that justice will one day find its way in his case. At the heart of this peace is his incredible faith in God. Truthfully speaking, when I tell you that I got faith, I found the Lord when I was in, I really have. And... I only I can say this, but I don't think people really understand or believe me. But I, I don't have no bad feelings. I don't have no fear, no nothing. Because inside of me is that no matter what happens, I got the man right walking beside me. I got the only one person that I really trust most of anything in this world beside me. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be taken care of. Yeah. So it, it didn't faze me. The news, however, did take a toll on Crosley when he saw how it affected those he loves. The only thing bothered me, you know, it's like seeing my family hurt. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's the only thing get to me. And 
other than that, you know, I'm good. But when they hurt, I hurt. Of course. You yeah. know, and I can feel it. So a few weeks later came the welcome ruling from the 11th Circuit Court that Crosley can remain free on house arrest until the case is fully resolved. Now, Green's attorneys will file a petition for a writ of certiorari with the U.S. Supreme Court. The petition will ask the country's highest court to order Green's release based on the prosecution withholding exculpatory information that would have likely aided Green's defense. The state will likely oppose the petition to the U.S. Supreme Court as they have opposed previous petitions. But this is an immensely important case that goes way beyond the freedom of a Titusville man named Crosley Green. You see, the 11th Circuit Court ruled that the information withheld from Green's trial attorney, while it would have aided him, was not material to the case. That means basically that prosecutors could now determine for themselves whether evidence or information is important or material enough to share with the defense. And that is a scary prospect. Here again is attorney Keith Harrison. Even though under our system of justice, under our constitution, under due process, a prosecutor has to turn over evidence that is favorable to defense, which if the court agreed that this was favorable to the defense and was not turned over, was withheld, but it wasn't material. And the best way to think about materiality is to think about whether it would have mattered or not, whether it would have changed or impacted the outcome of the case. And the 11th Circuit ruled that it wasn't material, that it would not have made a difference. Um, And that's why this is a case that is important for the Supreme Court to take up because if prosecutors get to decide whether favorable evidence makes a difference or not before they have to turn it over, then our system of justice is going to continue to make the kind of mistakes that were made in this case. These are safeguards against injustice that we're talking about. And one of the key safeguards is prosecutors that have to, you know, if, if there's an eyewitness who says, no, somebody else did it, and the prosecutors know that, they got to share that information. They can't hide it. Um, but if they have to decide, well, is it going to make a difference or not? Maybe I'll turn it over, maybe I won't. Um, then, you know, we all have to, to pray for our, for our constitutional system of justice uh, because it will continue uh, to incarcerate innocent people. And injustice will continue to, to plague our system. This has been a special update podcast episode of Murder on the Space Coast. We will follow this case right up until the end, so stay tuned. I leave you with one more thought from Crosley himself. This last 18 months I've been free, man, there have been nothing but joy. Fight isn't over, just another step ahead. Murder on the Space Coast is written and narrated by me, John A. Torres. My producer is Rob Landers, and the editor is Mara Bellaby. Thanks for listening to Murder on the Space Coast, brought to you by Florida Today 
a part of the USA Today Network.